Hey guys, welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. Ashley, how are you doing, baby? I'm great, lovey. How are you doing? I am doing really good. We are a couple days before Halloween here in Canada, so we thought we would dive into Halloween, talk about what's going on in our world, and then maybe talk about some strategies with candy associated with kids and then also associated with yourself and consumption. So we'll dive into that today. But first, we got thinking. We were looking at the analytics for the podcast. And we're like, you guys blow our minds. Yeah, we're totally, totally. So we were looking. And we're like, oh my goodness, we have people that listen all over the world and we maybe didn't realize it, right, Beth? We did not. We sometimes get in our own little space in our own little heads and even in our own little province or small town or whatever. Um, so first we want to say a huge hella thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, but it did get us thinking that we maybe need to expand some of our topics or even um, with some of the things that are going on. We talked about Thanksgiving. We've got Halloween coming up. There's different things in the way that they show up in different places. So we want to make sure we include everybody um, into that. So. Totally, totally, totally. Because you were saying the UK doesn't celebrate Halloween. Yes. So I lived in the UK. I have one of my close friends who still lives there. Um, I taught over there. I think we looked at it and it's about 10 years right about now. So I moved over there with Cam. Oh my goodness. Like 10 years ago in October. So almost exactly. And we realized that they don't really celebrate Halloween. There's no like, everybody gets dressed up, knocks on all these doors and does that. They have a different night and it's called Guy Fox Night. And oh, it's like fireworks name. and yeah. a huge fire. Like it's just, so they celebrate something just differently. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of neat that, but that dawned on me. I was like, what? This was in my brain connected to a huge piece of my childhood. Almost like when you told us like, oh, we didn't really celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm like, how does everybody not do this, right? So I'm just like evolving my brain a little bit into thinking not everybody's quite the same, right? Totally, um, totally. Yeah. And so I wonder, and I don't know, Australia, do you guys celebrate Halloween? Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I literally have no clue. Totally, totally. So if you're listening to the podcast and you are from a different country other than North America, we welcome you to either comment below or send us a message and let us know. Maybe you have other other holidays that you have to navigate in your health journey and you're like, these girls aren't even talking about my holidays. Right, so, sure. And even, not even just North America, we've talked about that, right? Like, yeah. The Americans are coming up on Thanksgiving in November, right? I know, so, and half of our audience lives in the U.S., yeah. right? We're like, so, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah P.S., oh, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Which, maybe they find us Canadians to be funny <laughs> Those Canadian <laughs> girls. That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> totally. But All right. interesting. So, another thing just popped in, totally not related. Um, we'll come back. But <laughs> I was in a bar when I was in the U.K., and I was talking to a guy, and he asked what my name was, and I I said Ashley and he goes that's a boy's name and I was like whoa that was also very daunting to me because in Canada Ashley is a very feminine name I know boys who are named Ashley um but I would say typically if you say oh my friend Ashley typically here you think oh female mm-hmm. right totally but as soon as he said that I said that he was he kind of looked at me like Ugh. but they have <laughs> they had a famous football player which is soccer to us um, and his name was Ashley. Mm. And so Ashley became a very like popular, famous boy's name. Anyway, so yeah, things are different everywhere. Totally, totally. But yeah, it's Halloween. Halloween. All right. So if you aren't aware, here in Canada or North America, on 
I don't know the reason why we do Halloween. So if anybody knows you. that, okay, Ashley, will give you guys your history lesson in a second here. Mm. But essentially, we you go door to door, you say trick or treat, and then strangers give you candy. Is essentially <laughs> you dress up, and then strangers give you yep. candy, and that's essentially what we do. Um, and that is on October 31st. So that is right around the corner a couple days from now. So, Ashley, yeah. what are your kids' costumes going to be this year? Girl, I do not even know. I like literally not even a thought. So my son's birthday, Nolan. Yes. His birthday just passed, middle child. So he just turned four. So I feel like I can't really focus on Halloween until um, that's over. And just with everything the way it's kind of been at our house lately, I'm like, ooh, I really need to get our butts in gear. But it'll probably be, I'll go to Walmart. We'll pick up, I don't know, something... I'll bring it home. The boys will be like, that looks so cool. Great. That's your costume. Totally. <laughs> Good enough. Totally. Um, but in years past, so last year we did, we had, I don't know how, but we had three Superman suits that all fit the kids at different stages. So we went as like the supers. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. So that's... that would be fun to do a theme costume, but I really need to get my arts and gear for doing that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, girl. And I am normally you. Like every year. I've literally <laughs> that forgot how not surprise I have me. forgot how and sent my child to daycare because I forgot and they sent it they're like you forgot to put your child in, in a costume I was like oh shit it's Halloween today so then they just put him in a costume and took a few pictures I was like, oh I am that mom somebody will cover this I am totally that mom and so this year I'm like and you are getting your shit together so I went shopping with the girls at the beginning of September and I'm like okay nice I need to get a pair of white running shoes but okay. I also need to get a Sonic costume for my child. So I was like, oh, great. A Sonic? Yeah. Cool. Right? Yeah. So cool. So then I'm like, okay, cool. So Halloween store. Brilliant. A so, Halloween store? In the mall. Yeah. Amazing. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Of course they're going to have Sonic. I'm not going to have to order this on Amazon. This is going to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I go in and like... Our other girlfriend, she finds it. She's like, oh, we found Sonic. I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, but it's the last one. I'm like, well, if it's the wrong size, it's okay. So it said, like, I don't know what it said, like, size 10 or something like that. And I'm like, oh, it can't be that bad. It's literally for, like, a child. Yeah, no. He's a size 5'6", I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it is massive to the point it, like, is so big on him. Like, you look like a super-sized Sonic. It's so long, but it's fine. He's happy. He just looks like we need to... Yeah, it looks like we need to stuff his body in it. But (laughs) it will be fine. The legs are a little long. We'll just have to, like, tie a belt or a rope around the middle. But I'm like, I am an organized mom who got you the costume that you wanted this year. And that made me feel like I had a... I don't know. It felt made me feel good because normally I'm not that mom for him, but he really wanted Sonics. I'm like, okay, get your life organized this year. And then my other kid's going to get whatever hand-me-down I can find that morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got some costumes probably that'll fit Sully. Perfect. I do. Like, we've got Iron Man, we've got Superman. Oh, we've so got, sweet. Yeah, Sully can hook you up. The, and they've got, like, the puff in them, so he'll look Ooh, like he's jacked. I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, he just went to the doctor's for his two-year uh, appointment. He is 29 pounds. Yay! Little preemie is a chunker. Yes, he's growing. <laughs> well, he's not a chunker. He's he's yeah. right probably where he's supposed to be, which is Totally, awesome. totally. But it's one of those things where, like, because weight has been such an obsession for his entire life, yeah. it's like every little pound's like, yeah, buddy, you're growing, and you want to give him a high five for it. But Isn't that <laughs> funny? Like a cheeky thing from the universe just to you. Like gaining weight, you were yeah. like, <laughs> just like I feel like the universe is pretty cheeky that way, and yes, yeah. you're counting, you're like yay, this is good. 
And you yeah. work with many, many, many people who are kind of opposite. Yeah. <laughs> going yeah. in the other direction. Totally. Totally. Yeah. All right. History okay. lesson. Here we go. Oh, well, so it, I know base. I just know that it's all Hallows Eve, which means that it's the next day marks. There's a three day period, which ends with all souls day. Basically what I know from kind of what I do and all of the things that show up with that is for most people, Halloween is a non-religious thing, but it actually started that way. And part of what goes on with that night is that's when the veil is considered the thinnest. And so if you think of the, we are here in the human realm, you're very physical, I can touch you. But if you think of the spirit world, right? So when people pass and their spirit moves on and some people don't move on, right? So their spirit kind of gets stuck. But basically, the, there's a veil between this world and that world. And that's when that veil is actually very, very, very thin. And so the reason we dress up is actually to scare off the spirits. That's part of the dressing up is to be scary to like, scare them away, make them want to go back to where they came from. Um, that's why we focus on dead people and zombies and skeletons and all of that is because it's actually connected to those spirits being able to kind of connect in our world. Interesting. And now here in like North America, it's so commercialized that totally. it's like, oh, she's going to be a princess. And like, yeah, totally not, scary not, that. Like, that, not, right? not scary. Yeah. For a lot of people, that is so yeah. interesting. And so depending on kind of your beliefs, it can be a very spiritual holiday. I guess we're calling it a holiday. Yeah. Um, and if not, it's just something fun and easy to do with your kids. I have no idea where the candy thing came from, where it was yeah. just like, it's very bizarre mm-hmm. that we go door to door to for many people, strangers' houses, mm-hmm. and ask them for candy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the origins of that. But the other thing that is wild to me, I don't know. You, you grew up in kind of like the country, so small mm-hmm. town. You probably went to a few houses. Maybe got like. Yeah. We'd get treat bags. Yeah, you'd get treat bags, but it would be a little bit different. If you lived in town, though, you would go to as many houses as you could. You would come back with, like, four or five bags. Once your bag was full, you would go and dump it at the house and, like, refill it. And then, like, a year later, we would still be eating the Halloween candy. Like, that's what it was like at my house. Um, But I don't understand the abundance of it is ridiculous to me. Like, the amount amount that a child receives or that a person receives um, on that kind of night is crazy to me. It is. And it's funny because you're right. Like, so for us, we would go to less houses. There'd be more driving unless we like when we got old enough, it was like, Oh, I'm going trick or treating in town. And it was, it was just like, you're hitting every house, but you might get like a small caramel candy bar. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you go to out in the country, because they maybe get five or six trick-or-treaters they have a pop a big chocolate bar a bag of chips like all mm-hmm. of the things so it was almost like you've hit seven houses mm-hmm. in one little bag right so we did the same where it was like still a whole year later you're still you've got this bag literally like totally. a garbage bag under your bed yes. I'm like it's so bizarre that my parents allowed I don't know just like a bag of candy under the bed totally 
totally. Yes, I find that interesting, but I'm sure that for a lot of our moms or even dads that are listening to the episode, I think it's kind of one of those things that they're not sure how to navigate. Like, do I let them have all the candy on that night? Are they, should they have like three pieces or 10 pieces or how should that all look? So I'm wondering Mm -hmm. your perspective on, is there any like boundaries or control associated with the Halloween candy and treat consumption? Or you just kind of like, whatever you want. So I would say for our, like from my childhood, I remember it was very much like, this is your candy, eat it when you want, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Um, And I would say that we also kind of operate not completely in that capacity, but so that night is a bit of a free for all because it's fun. They're excited. They're eating while we're driving. Like they're very um, dirty (laughs) or like cheesies on their fingers kind of thing. Um, but it's a lot of fun for them. And that's part of the excitement is getting to have those treats. And then after that, I would say that we do indulge in more treats just throughout the next little bit. But I don't, it's not a free for all. It kind of goes into a bowl and it, that mm-hmm. bowl doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's sitting there, but they have to ask. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's a little bit more fluid, but not a shit show kind of thing. Because if mm-hmm. we just had free run of that, then... It would be the end of it. But we do, like, we still literally have Halloween candy from last year. Mm-hmm. But my kids, bless their hearts, they um, they enjoy candy. Don't get me wrong. They are children who love candy. They love sweets. They love chips. But they will, they'll take it or leave it when they're full. Mm-hmm. Right? So we, we do still have Halloween candy because it's just like, eh, I don't want that. I don't like that. Or I don't need that. Right? So I think part of... By having it kind of accessible, it's no longer got the same appeal of, I can't have that. It's like, you can have it. We've got to talk about it. Yep, you can have one or you can have two or, yeah, maybe you can even have three. Then you're going outside because I'm not dealing with your crazy. Um, But, yeah, so my kids, I think we try to live in that space with dessert. We live in that space with just regular treats. So that night is really, really special. There's a bit of a novelty after, but we kind of just like, it's there. There's a little bit extra because there's there. Yeah, you can have some. Um, so not making it forbidden, but because that's kind of the way we operate with food and treats anyways. I think they kind of just, it wears off after a bit. And they're like, oh, yeah, I can have that or, you know, I can have this. So whatever. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about you guys? That's great. So I think one of the things that I think is the coolest thing ever is my oldest because of a lot of our conversations is now at a place where it's like he connects the dots. So his connection of the dots looks like this. Hey mom, I'm going to have five gummy worms because I know that if I have too much candy, it hurts my stomach. So he can connect the dots from having those experiences of, I have a lot of sugar. I feel this way because we've talked about it of like, Hey, you know what? This sometimes happens. It's not going to happen to you all the time, buddy. But if you have those things and you notice that your stomach hurts, that's just your body saying, Oh, that doesn't feel that good. Or if you feel that certain things that are going on when foods go in your body like that feels really good or that gave me energy there's been a lot of conversation so I find with the candy he already is now negotiating the deal so his deal he'll come so mom I've thought about it I'm thinking tonight I will have three gummy worms and then I'll have like two chocolate bars but that's it I'm like okay sounds good dude great fantastic he's like perfect so I do think there's a lot 
there's a lot he's a nego- he's a negotiator in general yeah. but I think there's a lot of the he understands the reason why it's not like mom saying like oh you can't have that I think he's had those reactions where he's been like okay I had a lot and then I'm like want to lay on the couch and my stomach hurts mm-hmm. so he's connecting the dots and whether that's real or just a figment of his imagination I have no idea but he at least is saying it and that's his justification in his brain on why he only has five Perfect. And does he stick to it? Like, is he like rigid with that where it's like, okay, I said this and it's the uh, night out or is he, he like, sometimes he changes, sometimes he changes, but generally he'll be home and then he'll be looking at his stash and then he's come up with his game plan. <laughs> here's my game plan. I see all these things. I'm going to pick and choose. Um, I'm going to pick and choose. Whereas my youngest, he just is at the stage of like, doesn't matter if it's still in the wrapper. <laughs> like literally he got into the like five or one granola bars the other day. I'm like, oh my God, there's like seven <laughs> like celly teeth marks in them. Like, oh my goodness. Oh, why don't you just bring it over and then I'll open it for you instead of you to get a bite of seven. But he, yeah, he doesn't care. He's just two, right? Yeah. Two is just that stage. So can't connect those dots yet but I think I would suggest whatever the value system associated with foods um is in your house continue with that but maybe explore some of the options that me and Ashley have suggested here I think though Halloween isn't the time to like randomly introduce a new way that you guys are going to be eating or be like oh well we've decided that we're becoming a health-minded family and now we are going to do this and your kids are like for the past seven years of my life we have not been a health-minded family you were not going to take Halloween away from me and you all of a sudden are starting to implement something that's so new I think there needs to be a lot of conversation when it comes to nutrition with our kids so it doesn't feel like okay mom's on a health kick and because she's on a health kick nobody's able to have chocolate bars that's bullshit she's holding my candy hostage and I hate this totally totally and then that goes into almost the like stashing Mm -hmm. and the hiding and the sneaking and the right Um, and that reward system being kind of like oh if I'm going to do this Mm -hmm. which we see later in life right Mm -hmm. totally right that hidden binge eating of like mm-hmm. I'm good all day I'm good all day all that you see is me being good and then mm-hmm. everybody goes to bed and it's like oh, I gotta go crazy totally and I mean we should talk about that because the person yeah. listening here is you got kids but you probably may also be the person who does struggle with those behaviors who does go into a position of hey you know what I want to eat like seven mini chocolate bars and I don't know if I should be doing that and I think there's a piece of it when it comes mm-hmm. to the candy being in the house or these sorts of things being in your house. If you are somebody that feels as though those are incredibly tempting for you and you feel as though you can't control yourself around them. Mm -hmm. I think the work is to be done on why that is an issue for you or why that generally tends to be the tempting fruit for you or the thing that's essentially can't stop yourself with so say it's chocolate or say it's candy or say it's chips or whatever that is there's something that's going on within your brain that's saying hey this feels amazing and generally that's some rewiring um to happen but I know in your world Ashley you talk about how sugar is connected with self-love so I would love to dive into how you are able to connect food and the ways in which it shows up for the people that you work with where you're like oh you the reason why you crave sugar the reason why you crave that thing is because you've connected that with love or connected that with safety or connected that with pleasure any of of those things let's dive into that sure and so so the way that that shows up for a lot of the people that I see is if you go back to childhood that's usually where most of our patterns most of our core beliefs get set up 
we change them, we move them around a little bit, we release a lot of them hopefully later. Um, but originally, a lot of those belief systems kind of happen at a young age. And for many of us, sweets and treats, sugar, desserts, they were extra special. They were something that you had to earn, right? If you were good, you got this thing, mm -hmm. right? And so it's something that we link very closely to feeling good, being good, which is what we, a lot of people want. They want to please, they want to be good people. I want to feel good. I want to be good. And when I'm good, I get this thing, right? I remember my mom, you know, if you're good at grandma's, I'll get you a treat kind of thing, right? Whereas like, not if you're bad. So if I'm a good girl, I get rewarded. And that reward is, it comes in the form of sugar, right? And so if we don't address or look at that or release that, we often revert back to those behaviors, especially, it sounds crazy, but we revert back at nighttime when we're tired, when we've been good all day. And so we end up kind of going back to those patterns and beliefs on the other side of that, which can also be true, is so a lot of people now, if you're on a dieting journey, let's say, th those foods become bad foods, right? And so when we are at our most exhausted, when we are at our most depleted, right? You've just worked all day. You maybe, you know, you took your lunch. You didn't deviate from that. You didn't have donuts at the office. You were, you know, you stuck to your plan and you were great and you did good, but you come home and all of a sudden you are more like that little girl than you are that woman at the office. And so we kind of tend back to those behaviors. And sometimes when we feel bad, when we feel stressed, we go to that place to almost replace it, right? It's coping. It's coping, absolutely. And so I want to feel good because I feel bad. Chocolate makes me feel good. Because when I was a little girl, this was something that I got when I was good, right? Mm -hmm. Or that like sneaking behavior. That was something that there was, if you didn't get caught, it felt really good. Mm -hmm. And so the reason we do that, even though you probably don't have to sneak food around your kids, you could probably eat 16 chocolate bars. And they're like, why do you get 16 chocolate bars? Because I'm your mom. <laughs> Shut up. Like, yeah. right? You don't have to sneak it. You don't have to hide it. Mm -hmm. But it's part of that behavior pattern mm -hmm. that makes it feel good. Mm -hmm. Often because of where we are now, if you're on a diet program or if you've just binged, you actually end up feeling worse, which is also part of what we do. When we feel bad, we do something to make us feel better, but essentially makes us feel worse. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, we repeat that behavior because I'm bad. Cycle over and over. Because and I'm over. bad, I, I should just eat another box of cookies because, well, this just goes to show I'm as horrible as I think I am, right? And that self-sabotage behavior kind of loops back in. Um, but a lot of it is because of those original core beliefs, those original patterns that we have. And so that random like, oh, I just can't resist those 10 mini caramel bars is not rooted in that day, in that chunk of time. So are we searching for love? Is that the like key piece? And love being like the root of that? I think love is a piece of it. I think the bigger thing is pleasure. Okay. When it comes back to, um, if it's just chocolate or if it's just candy, that we get a lot of pleasure from that. Right. And most of us don't have very much pleasure in our lives. Honest to goodness, if you have children, you don't have as much pleasure in your life 
as you likely did as a teenager. Mm -hmm. You think about pleasure land, sex, drugs, alcohol. I was thinking about this on the way here, Ange, and you, you look at restaurants, you look at bars. What do they put in those places? Music, dancing, grinding, alcohol, drugs. That's like they've created a little pleasure land. And that's where we go like on Friday night and just like have fun. That's pleasure that's land. Stage, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And same with even a restaurant. They've got TVs. They've got alcohol. They've, food is a huge pleasure item. Mm -hmm. Right? And so... Because the sacral chakra and the root chakra are so closely connected, food is, yes, we need food to live, but it also seeps into that pleasure place. You know, it's so interesting. And because we come from different backgrounds, you're saying it from a place that is energetic and looking in your world. Mm -hmm. And what we look at in my world, connecting to science, is what happens when those pleasure places are triggered. It's essentially like neurotransmitters to your brain. So like the foods that go into your body cause a neurological reaction in your brain Absolutely. that cause something that makes you revert to old patterns or revert to like the chemicals that are going to go through your body. So mm -hmm. serotonin's released. You're like, yeah. hell yeah, I feel amazing. And I think yes. we're, when we're looking at pleasure, we're really seeking the, like we're, we want serotonin to go through our blood. We want to feel that feel yes. good. Those neuro neurotransmitter that release that dopamine, the serotonin, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. That's way better than the cortisol that has been coursing through our body all day, all that day. stress hormone. Totally, totally. And so we're looking at the same thing, but just from different perspectives, I just based it. on, yeah. It's literally what we do with everything. <laughs> it, it is, but I'm just like, I, when you were saying that, I'm like, that's exactly, exactly what it is. I do think too, for the person that's listening and is like, well, like, what's my strategy? I think there's a piece of it that's like, if you want the chocolate, go for it, girl enjoy the chocolate. I think it's getting down to what do I want the very most? And if at the core of it, you're like, the thing that I want the very most is to be able to look at the chocolate and say, no, not today. I don't want you today, chocolate. If that is like the end goal, you have to not pull it out of the house. You have to expose yourself to yes. it. You have to let your kids yep. have the chocolate. Let them eat it in front of you. And when they go to bed, you have to work through the process of you're totally. here. And I'm saying no. Because as much as it, like they can say, get it out of the house. Like the way that they say like alcohol and stuff. I think with food and having kids, it's not realistic for you to say, okay, we're never going to have chocolate in our house because I can't handle myself around chocolate. You need to still have chocolate in the house and, and you need to turn. And you're showing your kids disordered eating. Mm -hmm. Mommy can't handle this. So does that mean when I'm a grown up, I shouldn't be able to eat treats or sweets or look at them? Am I not going to be able to handle these? Do I, right? Like, yes. And so you have to work through that. And that the only way that that happens is exposure and exposure is painful because all that your brain is saying is like, feed me, feed me. You're lying in it. bed and Do all it. you're like, literally, I want to go out and I want to eat the chocolate. Yes. You have to work through that mental game, knowing that all of the thoughts that pop into your brain, all of those like, okay, I really want that thing. You are stronger than that thought. You are able to push through that. But the only way that you do that is exposing yourself, mm -hmm. showing yourself that you can do it and work through it, knowing that there are going to be days when you do have chocolate. But maybe today's not one of those days because you're choosing that you want to be able to control when you choose it. 
-hmm. and when you don't choose it. So that's going to mean saying no sometimes. Totally. And if you do go to that place where you're deciding, I do want the chocolate and I'm going to eat it and going like, oh, why am I doing this? Sit and explore that while you enjoy it, right? Because one of the things you mentioned was love. That So imagine you're a kid who doesn't get fed unless you are good. It does show up as love, mm-hmm. right? Yes. If I love you, I feed you. And that comes from a lot of parents from a different age group, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, you're lucky to live here. You're lucky I feed you, right? You're just, you're blessed that I give you a room in this house, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's, it's not, it's, it's a privilege that I feed you, right? So it can show up as love. It can also show up as security, mm-hmm. right? It's a place of like, okay, I, you know, this makes me feel safe. This makes me feel good, right? And so some people, when they're lonely, that's when they eat because it makes them feel comfort, right? And so just playing around with the different emotions that come up or exploring, why do I feel this way or Mm -hmm. what could this possibly be rooted in? Why do I do this? Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to do really anything after that. Just be aware of it, Mm -hmm. right? And with each bite, this is something that I did when I stopped dieting was just like intuitive eating. So if I want chocolate, cool, but pay attention every bite. Mm -hmm. And I always say small bites, small spoon. If you need to use a baby spoon, literally, if you want to have a bowl of ice cream, you you put your portion out instead of having the tub in front of you, you put it in front of you and you're like, I'm going to use a small spoon because Mm -hmm. this is what happens every single time that taste goes into your brain you cause a chemical reaction that goes oh that's amazing you get a hit you do you get a hit yeah so you want to elongate it when you have really large bites you do not have that same pleasurable experience because you're racing through it yes. if you want to milk it if you really want that chocolate to last you're gonna break it into a million fucking pieces yeah. you're gonna eat it super slowly knowing that the chemical reaction is similar to having drugs or having alcohol every single time it goes into your brain. The neurotransmitters are going off. So you need to learn the practice of slowing that down. If you're really feeling as though, okay, I do want to have this thing. You can make it like, it's kind of like slowing down sex or making it so you're edging before you orgasm. It's like the same sort of thing. The longer that you push that, the more at the end, you're like, ah, that was very satisfying. If you consume a dessert in three and a half seconds and it's over, you feel a sense of like, oh, that's over already? Fuck. And when we enter that with shame, we do. We try to consume quickly to get it over with. Yes. And that's why we want more and more and more and more is because we didn't actually enjoy it. Yes. We were doing it because of the feeling that's sitting there that is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to like erase that feeling with chocolate, let's say. So if you do go into that binging place, slowing it down mm-hmm. and not limiting it, I can have as many of these as I want. I can cut every fucking chocolate bar here into 20 pieces mm-hmm. and eat them all very slowly and enjoy each bite. And there's no limit versus going, okay, but I can only have two. So I need to like only have these two and I'm going to cut them up and nope, just put no limit on it mm-hmm. and enjoy them slowly. And then if you get halfway through, you know, the third or fourth or 10th chocolate bar and you're like, huh, I'm good now. And you stop, just stop mm-hmm. and connect the dots connect the dots and slow down with enough intention to connect the dots. Because I look at the times when I really struggled with binging and I think so often it, I was numbing, right? So it's mm-hmm. that you weren't connecting the dots, right? You were just like, Oh my God, my stomach hurts so badly right now, but I can't stop because I wasn't able to like 
think to myself like, okay, this really hurts. Mm-hmm. I think we need to sit in that place of like, oh my God, my stomach hurts so bad right now. Yeah. I should really, I should really stop. And we have to sit with that and we have to face it. And I know that that's not easier for somebody that may be like struggling with that piece. But I do think that like self-awareness and connecting, you're going to realize after the seventh chocolate bar that your stomach does actually hurt. Yes. Nobody can overconsume sugar and really rich foods in large quantities and feel okay. Yes. Like you don't. Your body goes, oh my God, I can't believe what you just put me through. Think about like Thanksgiving. Wonderful. Think about the times when you like are like so stuffed. You just literally want to lay on the couch and just do nothing. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. You know those feels. We've all kind of had those feels. So I think it's how do I really want to feel? And then, yeah, just connecting those dots, I think is a big a big, big piece, but. And I think too, one of the things that you mentioned there with Thanksgiving is, or Christmas or whatever big meal is in front of you, right? We think this is a one shot deal. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't enjoy it's this like later. Of missing out. Yes. Oh my God. Right. Like yeah. if I'm going to eat chocolate bars, this is the only night I'm ever eating chocolate bars. So I'm going to have 15. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you don't put a limit on chocolate bars mm-hmm. and you can have as many as you want tonight and you can have some tomorrow morning if you fucking want. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden that piece of you can't, it doesn't feel like you need to stuff a whole bunch into a small amount of time because, well, I've opened this window. I'm, I'm fucked now. I might as well just like enjoy. Right. So I think that's one piece of it is just like, don't make it off limits to yourself. If that's, and some people do, some people are like, nope, I'm having two and they have two and that's good. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, yeah, I said I was having two, but I'm actually having 20 because I've opened the gate mm-hmm. and now I must fit as many in there as I possibly can because tomorrow I'm going to be so good. It's like, well, are you though tomorrow? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be in that same spot. So if you just don't limit it and you stop when you're full, mm-hmm. right? That's And it's a practice. Like all of this oh my is like, goodness, it's think a about, practice. yeah, think about your life. Like, so when you think about your life, it's kind of like, it gives you so many opportunities to practice these kind of things. If you're willing to put yourself into the setting and, and submerge yourself into, okay, cool. It's Halloween. Halloween happens every fucking year. I need to come up with a strategy on how I'm going to handle Halloween moving forward. And Halloween shouldn't be this big mountain that's hard to handle if you have chocolate randomly on a Tuesday or you have chocolate randomly on a Saturday. It only becomes this big mountain when you're like, okay, there's this big abundance holiday or this is the big abundant challenge that I don't know how I'm going to navigate. It's like all of those other days are going to matter so much more. And I do think there's a part of it where use it as an opportunity to learn, use it as an opportunity to develop the skills versus going into it with the intention of fuck this weekend to write off. And you know what? The whole fucking month's a write off because we have Thanksgiving and then we have Halloween and you know what? There's candy. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to start like maybe November, but you know what? Maybe uh, then there's December. So that's like four weeks from now. You know what? January is a good time. I think so often people go through this perfect timing mentality and they don't see, okay, cool. How many times can you put deposits into the bank? And I know we've talked about that analogy before. How many times can you put those deposits into the bank on all of those other days in between knowing that that matters a lot more than this like random Halloween Totally. And the thing is, and I have said this too, it comes back to we are here to enjoy our lives. Mm -hmm. And so enjoying chocolate, enjoy it. If you're going to eat it, enjoy it. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel horrible. Don't think you're 
terrible human being and you've gone off your plan and you're the worst thing ever and you're off the way, let go of all of that. Because if you're going to sit down and eat chocolate, enjoy it the same way that a kid does, right? And I think there's so many lessons that we can learn from our kids. They don't sit and think I'm a bad person because I'm eating a caramel bar. They think this is fucking delicious. I want more. Cool. Sometimes. And then they do come to that realization like, oh, I don't want any more. My belly hurts. Yes. Right? So they learn that, like, it takes a bit. Sometimes it's that retroactive, like, oh, I feel like crap now versus that proactive, like, I will feel like crap if I keep eating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But going to that childlike place of, you know what, this feels good and we're here to enjoy our lives. It doesn't mean that tomorrow I need to go back to the same space mm-hmm. because maybe tomorrow enjoying your life looks like I want to feel better in my body. Mm-hmm. Right. There's this balance between I want to feel and look my best and yet navigate these other pieces that really bring joy into my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Halloween shouldn't be stressful. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving should not be stressful. Christmas should not be stressful because of the food that you're going to be looking at. It should be joyous. Mm -hmm. And if those moments can't be joyous, if birthdays are terrifying because there's cake, then we need to like rework some of the things going on in your brain because those are the moments that we want to remember. Those are they're the moments we take pictures of. Those are the moments that our kids are in absolute joy. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, to miss that because you're focused on the cake sucks. Totally. And one question I ask often is my clients, they will come in to me and they'll say, hey, I got this wedding coming up this weekend. What do I do? And I look at them and my response like pretty much all of the time is, 10 years from now, looking back on this weekend, how do you want to remember it? Do you want to remember it in this way? Fantastic. Do you want to remember it in this way? But that's a true sign of like, I'm glad you gave me that perspective because so often people are looking Mm -hmm. at this isolated one choice thing. And I'm like, dude, your goals matter. But you know what matters more than that? That you are sitting in a place of happiness, joy in that setting. You are remembering not the food that you fucking ate. Or didn't. Well, yeah, or either or. Right? Yeah. But it's literally like, this weekend is going to be amazing. Food is not going to be something I'm going to stress about. And I do think we need to look at it from that view. Ten years from now, will this fucking matter? Yes. And if you still want it to matter 10 years from now that's fine that's your path that's good but we invite you to look at it and go like hey you know what 10 years from now i don't want to be looking back on halloween and seeing it as a stressful activity okay so what do i need to do now that is in alignment with my perspective 10 years from now for sure and i think dipping into that pleasure piece right is huge because as we move into our Kids are growing. We're married for a couple of years. We've got the house, all the things kind of like things feel normal and mundane, right? We maybe don't experience pleasure on a daily basis. So food and alcohol become the only two pleasure items, not the only two, but the things that we actually turn to. Mm -hmm. So if you've lived a pretty normal day and there's not a lot of joy or there's not a lot of pleasure, food like sweets Mm -hmm. and treats and alcohol are what typically we turn to in the evenings as quick fixes. So knowing that, starting to think about what else do I like, Mm -hmm. right? And bringing pleasure into your day and into your night. Yeah. Right. And because I think there's so much of us that we're so exhausted, we're so busy. And so to sit down, it just feels good to eat a bag of chips Mm -hmm. and watch TV. Cool. 
I agree, it fucking does. But starting to look at other pleasure items that bring you joy, that bring pleasure into your life, and maybe doing those first or doing those in conjunction with so that it doesn't feel like food is the only joy you have in your life. Absolutely. And then when you're on a diet plan, you feel deprived Mm -hmm. because the joy, the only joy you have in your life is not allowed. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I think it's about bringing joy in, bringing pleasure in, in other areas so that food is just another thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like you think about kids again, they don't think about eating, like meals are not something that they're like, oh, this is going to be wonderful. I can't wait. I'm excited. I mean, pizza sometimes, right? But they don't think of food as a pleasure item. Mm -hmm. They have so much joy and pleasure in their life just because they play and they love being outside and they love doing things that are, you know, pleasurable. That's Mm -hmm. kids in general. Mm -hmm. And so food is just kind of a food thing. Eh, Mm -hmm. We take it, we leave it, we go. And so when we become adults, if food is our only pleasure item, we're going to binge. And we're going to do it after we feel depleted and we've had a really mundane, normal, boring day Mm -hmm. because we need pleasure. We need a balance of that in our life. And so finding those other things that will bring pleasure in that isn't food. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it's discovery of what that is. I think so often people just don't even know. And I think taking Mm -hmm. the time there, they'll say things like, Oh, I'm so busy. Like, how am I going to figure out what brings me joy and what brings me pleasure? And I just, I invite you to just sit with it and go, honestly, if you don't discover that and you don't find what those other things are going to be, you probably will always struggle with your weight. You probably food will always be that crutch. It will always be the only thing that you feel like you can come back to when the kids are sleeping because you haven't been able to sit and discover, okay, but what else brings me that same chemical response? What else brings me that same level of joy? And I do think sometimes we just have to play around with that. Absolutely. And be okay in the uncomfortable. Totally. And I have huge proponents of being okay in the uncomfortable. You can be hungry. You can want those 10 chocolate bars. You totally can. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot more fun whilst also being very uncomfortable to just explore. Mm -hmm. What does this feel like when I don't? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I just want it so bad. Okay. I feel you. I'm, I'm observing that emotion. I'm seeing it. I am absolutely seeing that. I want that so bad. It doesn't mean you have to act on it. Right? You talked about that, where it's like, oh, hey, thought, I see you. Mm-hmm. You're making me want that thing so bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually heard an interesting thing, and um, I know we're coming up on um, the end of the episode here, but I heard a really interesting thing, and I mean, it was on a podcast, and it was this notion of taking the thought or the feeling that shows up often. Yep. So in this case, it was anxiety. Anxiety always shows up. Right. So the person on the podcast was talking about their son, grade five. Anxiety always shows up for him. So what they did was they named anxiety for him. It's Oliver, anxiety, outside of you. And he could separate the two. That's what I do. 100%. It's like a crazy lady over here. I'm like, hey, you're crazy. That's cool. And I think when we're thinking about this, that person or those feelings, we may need to animate it in our mind. Be like, that's not me. And as I am, I'm not that person. Yeah. 
And maybe as a little girl, I was that person. Maybe in my teenage years, I was that person. But I can separate the two. But I think sometimes we do need to, okay, what does that person look like? What does anxiety look like? Does he have crazy hair? Does he have long arms? What does that look like? And I think with even binging, if you want to separate the two and be like, hey, you know what? I don't want that to seep into me all the time. I invite you to think about that. Could that behavior be something outside of you that it's like, yeah, you're here. I see you. It's kind of like the devil on the shoulder. You are existing in my world. I recognize that you are not gone yet. Totally. And that's called personification. Okay. When we personify a thing. So, and you can do it, you can create it as a person. I you can love create it. it as a color. You can create it as a house, right? You can create whatever image, but creating a person out of it is called personification, right? You literally... And I think that helps with, so imagine that person was in your house. If somebody showed up and was like, hey girl, you got to eat all these cookies. You're like, get out of here. Get out of here right fucking now. Mm -hmm. No, you want these cookies. And then you're going to eat that pizza and you want those chocolate bars and you're going to love every, and you're like, I would literally kick that person out of my house because she's going to make me do all those things. Mm -hmm. Well, she's in your head. Mm Mm-hmm. Get her out of your fucking head. And just right? normalizing that. Yes. It is normal. 100%. It, it is 1,000% normal. Like, people will be like, I'm weird. These are the things that come into my world. Like, no, I'm like I, literally, that is that is me. Yeah. That is you. That yeah. is us. so many people that we work with. We are just working through, how do I exist in a world where that lady, she shows up and I need to coexist with her. She doesn't just all of a sudden evaporate. You don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden those thoughts, that person, you've just come up with a tactic to separate the two of you. And I think to, if, if that feels too crazy for you, I mean, I've used all these strategies with OCD, Mm -hmm. um, binge eating also, but so for me, I was at a place where OCD thoughts were like, and they were intrusive thoughts. So they're like horrible, terrible, awful thoughts that keep like pummeling your brain. And so basically starting to label it as that's an OCD thought. That's an OCD thought. That's a binge thought. That's a binge thought. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not a me thought. That's not who I am at my essence. That's a binge thought. Oh, you want to eat all those? There's a binge thought. Hey, binge thought. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I see you. Binge thought. Binge thought. Labeling it as a binge I thought. I love that, babe. Right? I really do. And That's so great. whether you personify it, whether you call it a binge thought, whether whatever it is, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But noticing that it is truly, you can push that shit outside of your energy mm-hmm. and just see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I see you. You suck. Mm-hmm. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. But you're here. Mm-hmm. Fuck and you're think about here. how many times in your world there's shit around you that you're like, oh my god, could that just get away from me? And it's okay. It's so normal. I think so often though with um, things that we struggle with mentally, I think we feel like we're crazy. And then we just invite you when we're having these conversations and when we're, when we're working with women that like honestly we are all fucking crazy. I was say, well, I'm not saying we're not crazy, but I love being crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like, it's just so normal, but not enough people like talk about that. Of Like, hey, I have this like crazy binge thotting lady that shows up in my world. You don't normally talk with that with your girlfriends or you'll be like, I can't fucking stop binging versus, okay, I have this thing that's showing up in my world. This is what I'm working through. And the other girl's like, me too, girl. I'm struggling, struggling with that. And I think so often we suffer in silence, feeling as though we are the only weird one. We are the only crazy one totally. who can't handle ourselves. I'm the only one that can't handle myself with Halloween candy. And we just invite you that, honestly, A, you're not alone. No, but B, not. like, these strategies 
it's a, it's honestly, it's a work in progress. It's not perfect. It's not like an, all of a sudden you just wake up one day and these things are gone. So we invite you to try these things. And I guess totally. that's, we should wrap it up, baby. We're almost at an hour. Absolutely. I am going to end with one thing that you told me. We're going to do another, like, Ashley remembers what Ange said. Oh, um, goodness. I always forget what I say. I know. Ashley was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, by the way, you said this really cool thing. <laughs> it was after the first time that I reached out to you. Okay, okay. Fine. And Ange set up a program for me, and I was like, oh, it's Sunday. I have to go to the gym. You're like, so go to the gym on a Sunday. I'm like, I don't want to. It's Sunday. I had this, like, idea in my brain that working out on weekends you shouldn't have to do. I'm over that now, but this was like years ago. And you said to me, there will be people who think you're crazy. And I'm telling you, that's not crazy. That's courageous. Mm. And you changed like being crazy into being courageous. So when people say that you're being crazy, just in your brain, you flip that to, no, this is courageous. Mm. And so you're not crazy if you need to personify something. You're not crazy if you need to label something, if you need to do a thing that makes you feel and work within your life and be happy. That's not crazy. It's courageous. Mm. It's from Ange. <laughs> I didn't even know I said that, guys. That is, that's, that's some dynamite. You know what? Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. Mm. Well, thank you for the reminder of that story. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And, and I'm sure you feel like this way in what you do is me and Ashley both feel like often we say things and we work with clients and things just flow through us oh, in yeah. a way where I don't even have, I do not have any explanation for it other than there is nothing in my brain that goes, and you're going to say that in that moment. It's like the words flow through me from whether it's a higher power or whatever it is. I just feel like this channel. I yes. feel like a pipeline yes. from like one thing to another thing. And so when you say like you said that thing, I'm like, that is amazing. And that's brilliant. <laughs> but the recollection of it is like, I, we are just the conduit, right? That's a hundred percent. And that's exactly what Reiki is all about is just being the conduit. But that's exactly you, you're channeling source or mm -hmm. creator, God, or whatever you want to call it. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think there's so much power in that because you're just an open channel. Yes. The, the wisdom, like there are times when it comes out and I'm like, Oh, that's fucking brilliant. I never thought of that before. Right. Totally. And it just like, you're surprised as much as they are. Like they are like, Oh, of course that makes so much sense. You're like, yeah, it's like an awe moment for you. You both are in awe and you're like, that was like the way you describe it always is like, I got this download Yeah, and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like this knowing though, in either the communication or in the like, downloading of it that I'm like I just know this to be true I know this is what I need to say I know with absolute certainty yeah without stopping and thinking about it and I think that is probably our superpower yes when I think I about what we do is like we don't stop and go like oh should I say that should I not say that I literally are like here I'm here I'm an open channel and yes. then like whatever comes through we feel very confident in this is exactly what needed to be said in this moment both with the people we work with and in the relationships in our life. Totally. And the information that comes out isn't content based. It's not no. like this is something I know because I learned it in a book and whatever, or I no. researched it. This is exactly what this person needs to hear yeah. in this very moment to shift their perspective moving forward. And so it comes out, even though I didn't have knowledge of this prior to. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so amazing. Cool. It's so amazing. Cool. <laughs> and then those things that change people's lives, like the very fact that, and I'm the same as you when people are like, Oh my God, you said this thing to me. I'm like, 
I did. <laughs> right? But they hold on to it because it's a truth connected to them. Exactly. And so when you shared that truth that was connected to me, I held on to it. Crazy and courageous. I was like, oh my God, I can carry that with everything I do. Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm like, oh, what people are going to think I'm crazy. Cool. I know I'm courageous. Mm-hmm. Right? But for you, it didn't need to stick because it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. It was just channeled through you. Anyways, we love you guys. I love you. I love everybody. Oh, love. All right. We will see you guys next Thursday. If you are in North America, happy uh, Halloween. And if you're in other places in the world and you do celebrate Halloween, we would love to know because we just have no idea. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Anyways, we will catch you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye.